I was ten years old when my mother was left paralyzed by a spinal tumor. Prior to that, she had been a vital, vibrant woman, active to an extent most people found astonishing. Even as a small child, I was awed by her accomplishments and beauty. But at 31, her life changed, and so did mine. Overnight, it seemed she was flat on her back, confined to a hospital bed. A benign tumor had incapacitated her, but I was too young to comprehend the irony of the word benign, for she was never to be the same. I still have vivid images of her before the paralysis. She had always been gregarious and entertained frequently. She often spent hours preparing hors d'oeuvres and filling the house with flowers, which we picked fresh from the gardens that she kept in the side yard. She would get out the popular music of that era and rearrange the furniture to make room for friends to abandon themselves to dance. In fact, it was Mother who loved to dance most of all. Mesmerized, I watched her dress for the evening's festivities. Even today, I remember our favorite dress, with its black skirt and midnight lace bodice, the perfect foil for her blonde hair. I was as thrilled as she the day she brought home black lace high-heeled pumps, and that night, my mother surely was the most beautiful woman in the world. She could do anything, I believed, whether it was play tennis, she won tournaments in college, or so, she made all our clothes, or take photographs, she won a national contest, or write, she was a newspaper columnist, or cook, especially Spanish dishes for my father. Now, although she could do none of these things, she faced her illness with the same enthusiasm she had brought to everything else. Words like handicapped and physical therapy became part of a strange new world we entered together, and the child's rubber balls she struggled to squeeze assumed a mystique that they had never before possessed. Gradually, I began to help take care of the mother who had always taken care of me. I learned to care for my own hair and hers. Eventually, it became routine to wheel her into the kitchen, where she instructed me in the art of peeling carrots and potatoes, and how to rub down a good beef roast with fresh garlic and salt and chunks of butter. When, for the first time, I heard talk of a cane, I objected. I don't want my pretty mother to use a cane. But all she said was, wouldn't you rather have me walk with a cane than not walk at all? Every accomplishment was a milestone for us both. The electric typewriter, the car with power steering and brakes, her return to college where she earned a master's degree in special education. She learned everything she could about the disabled and eventually founded an activist support group called the Handicappers. One day, without saying much beforehand, she took me and my brothers to a handicappers meeting. I had never seen so many people with so many disabilities. I returned home, silently introspective, thinking how fortunate we really were. She took us many other times after that, and, eventually, the sight of a man or woman without legs or arms no longer shocked us. My mother also introduced us to victims of cerebral palsy, stressing that most of them were as bright as we were, maybe brighter and she taught us to communicate with the mentally retarded, pointing out how much more affectionate they often were compared to normal people. Throughout all of this, my father remained loving and supportive. 
When I was eleven, Mother told me she and Daddy were going to have a baby. Much later, I learned that her doctors had urged her to have a therapeutic abortion, an option she vehemently resisted. Soon, we were mothers together, as I became a surrogate mom to my sister, Mary Therese. In no time at all, I learned to change diapers, bathe, and feed her. Though Mother maintained maternal discipline, for me it was a giant step beyond playing with dolls. One moment stands out even today. The time Mary Therese, then two, fell and skinned her knee, burst into tears, and ran past my mother's outstretched arms into mine.